You are listening to the Life Tonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire and motivate you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. I am your host, Joanna O, and I'm grateful for you tuning in today. Welcome to part one of episode three in conversation with my first guest on the Lifetime podcast. We aim to actually record this episode on Friday. It was the first lunar eclipse of the decade, very emotionally charged, carrying some strong energy with it, but we decided instead to tune into the morning energy of Saturday. So on Friday night, I got to thinking about this idea that everything revisits us for a purpose and the importance of tuning into that energy. So in part one, I will introduce mentor and spiritual advisor Aya Maraka of My Spiritual Diet, who has had a spiritual journey that is honestly nothing short of unique. She's a girl boss growing her healing crystals business, something I knew very little about going into this interview, but have really become quite keen to learn more about the power of stones in general. Aya is a source of knowledge for all things crystals, designed to raise your energy, has also happened to have a very unique Texas twist to them. So during our conversation, we touched on a little bit of that and how to live mindfully and connect with your purpose despite the stresses of daily life, how to live in alignment in times of hardship, be it personal or in the world around us. We talked about rituals, routines, practices, of course, using crystals in your everyday, connecting with yourself. And that means to different people, different things. But honestly, so much more than that. And I had to split the episode in two. So I will be humble and say that this is my first attempt at publishing a recorded interview as a podcast. So I apologize in advance for any minor glitches in the sound. I will be better and get better. So please be kind. I hope this episode will inspire you. I would love to hear your feedback. It helps me do better in delivering great content. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss part two. You're my first guest on the Lifetoning podcast, like I just said, and there is a reason for that. You and I go way back, actually. Way, way back. We go way back. We go way back. <laughs> we met in Switzerland. We were both um, in our teens, little babies, it seems like now. We were, like thir- we were 13, no? God, I don't know. Maybe I was thinking 14, 15, but Anyway, yeah, first year of high school, and you gave me my first ever spiritual book, <laughs> and we've uh, kind of always shared this interest. Remember our morning talks in the park? Oh yes, I had completely forgotten about that. It was all about uh, us meditating in the park in the morning before classes start. You're probably the first person who ever made me meditate. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, it was a good thing. <laughs> It was a very good thing. I mean, it took a long time, right? <laughs> but we've always had this in common, I guess, this spiritual curiosity. We talked about numerology, also something I'd never heard about up until that point. And astrology. Of course, when it was whack. <laughs> yeah. The- <laughs> Aya 
You are the creator of My Spiritual Diet. You, I think it's safe to say you're a mentor, a spiritual advisor. You're a wellness contributor to several online platforms. I really enjoyed reading some of those things. You've just made a big move in your life. You've moved country. I think you'll tell us a little bit about that. And you're just a source of knowledge for all things crystals with your new brand, Aya. Yeah, I just started Aya. The reason why I wanted to start Aya was because I wanted people to create a deeper connection with with their stones to create a relationship with it to get to know the stones with the meaning the energy behind it and how you know they can always carry it throughout with them through the day because I found myself like always <laughs> carrying crystals in my bag and it was quite heavy so now I just have it around my neck and when I'm out and I'm feeling a bit like unbalanced or I'm feeling different all sorts of energies all I need to do is just literally hold the stone on my necklace and connect for a few seconds and I feel that I feel centered again. So they are handcrafted. Yes, handcrafted bolo ties necklaces to to raise your energy or vibration, but most importantly is to reconnect yourself to the most beautiful gift that everyone has, each and every single person in this world has, and that is our hearts, the love that we have inside. And I think stones and crystals are great reminders. It's not necessarily about the stone. At the end of the day, a stone is a stone. A be- beautiful one, right? The crystals. But when you put intention behind it, when you put your energy towards the, the crystal, then that's when the gifts become activated. I want to know more about that, how to activate crystals. And I watched a video of yours that was you in the park I believe talking about how to set intentions yeah with my I remember that into your crystals yeah so that's the whole so so my some of the necklaces I make every time I make a necklace I'll meditate on that stone I'll activate its energy I'll charge it I took a crystal healing course and when a person purchases it I'll do a small meditation for that person and write a customized message. That's beautiful. So it's very personal. It's something I wanted it to be super personalized and customized towards a person. So it's really about connection and energy. That's why I wanted to make it. And I thought it was a fun way to share the message of crystals, the gifts behind crystals and stones and minerals. Absolutely. I really love the design. I think it's really unique. And I cannot help but want to ask you, does the bolo tie have a connection to your Texas background? (laughs) Yes, I was born in Texas. So actually, I got the idea in Texas. I was going to my aunt she has a foundation she has also a cosmetic brand called farmhouse fresh so she saves rescue animals so we were going to a place called tractor supply to buy stuff for the animals like food or something like that and i saw that they were selling bolo ties and i saw the bolo ties and i'm like oh these are so cool i love them like i always knew what bolo ties are but i was going through like a western phase and i got home took a shower and i'm like oh my god i just need i need to put crisp just raw crystals on them and then that's how the idea really came but yeah i was in texas <laughs> I love that. I uncovered <laughs> the origin of the idea. That's amazing. <laughs> Going to a place called Tractor Supply, <laughs> where you get all your inspiration from. I love that. That's such good balance. I love that story. <laughs> so where are they available now? Where can people get your bolo ties? And I guess I'll include a link in the show notes so people can see your work. So for now, well, I do a lot of pop-ups, but in Mexico City, which is where I'm based for now. And mostly for now, people order my bullet ties via Instagram. They can DM me. And now I'm working on a website that should be out very soon, hopefully in a month or so. So that's what I'm working on now. Online at aya.co. .com was taken. <laughs>
Oh no, but .co, .co is even more pro to some degree. Yeah, so .co. <laughs> wow, okay. Well, that's amazing. That's good to know. I'll include a link to that Instagram as well, as well as your one. And then that brings me to um, uh, your second or one of your ventures, should I say. Uh, we here on the Leptonic Podcast are obviously interested in personal health, personal growth all things becoming an all-around radiant soul and my spiritual diet was also created by you and I guess for you to share different spiritual approaches and exercises to help others to redirect themselves to should I say the, the purest aspect of their hearts and souls so can you tell us a little bit more about the spiritual diet because that's been going on for a while now what is the spiritual diet philosophy so my spiritual diet like you said was created as a platform so people can come and listen to different exercises and meditations and lessons that I've learned and experienced through my path. You know this, it's spirituality, meditation, energies, astrology, crystals has been a part of my life since I was a very young age, since eight, I think eight years old. I saw my first healer. <laughs> and so I've always, and you know, along the spiritual path, I've also experienced a lot of bumpy roads like um forgetting my english bumps in the road yeah, yeah bumps on the road. i wanted to share with people i wanted it to be as genuine as possible so i want to say yes like spiritual the world of spirituality is incredible and and amazing and there's so much to explore but at the same time i want people to remember that the power is always inside themselves, within. So that's why I created my spiritual diet to feel, and you know, it wasn't easy because I started it when I left a huge spiritual organization that I was a part of for 12 years and I was feeling completely lost and I was actually had complete doubt in meditation and spirituality and energy and all that. So I wanted, it was very nice because I felt like I could, I was restarting my spiritual journey and I could restart with other people, with friends, family, and other people on social media that I, I don't know, but I feel like I still feel close to them somehow because we're all kind of starting the spirit, this journey together. So that's why it was like a way of actually exploring my own spiritual path again. Mm -hmm. that's amazing and i think it's it's come so far and i think what's really interesting is your spiritual journey and and learnings because you have quite a unique set of experiences actually <laughs> so why don't you start with the first healer you saw when you were eight years old my first are we going through all my healers it's a lot well, you can share whatever you want. I think it's just always fascinating. So my first, let's say, encounter with a healer, I was, I think, I was seven years old or something like that. And I was, I was scared of ghosts. So I kept telling my mom, my mom's always been into this, right? Well-being and mindfulness. So I was telling my mom, you know, mom, I'm seeing ghosts. I'm seeing energies. Like I'm scared or whatever. I was just, I'm, I was very sensitive as a child. And so she was like, instead of saying like, oh no, I like stop it. Ghosts don't exist. She took me to this healer and this healer actually told me, you know what? I, ghosts do exist. And I was shocked. I thought she was going to tell this little girl like, like, ah, you know, not to scare me like that they don't exist but she said they're energies and she explained to me how when you think of bad ghosts when you think of bad energies then you attract bad energies but when you think of good then you attract good energies so and it was such a simple way of explaining it to a little kid and that always stuck to me and it's true so it's just like anything in life when we feed our ego when we fear feed our doubt when we feed our worries when we feed our stress and anger then that becomes bigger and then, but when we feed our positivity, when we feed our love, when we feed our consciousness, when we feed our acceptance towards ourselves and other people, then that energy vibrates. 
a lot larger. So it's, you know, we're in a world of duality. So we're always, of course, going to go back and forth. And there's times that the ego is actually going to help us connect to the world of love. I don't know if I'm confusing you right now. No, so not at all. I'm, I'm following. Off topic. Yeah. And so that experience, so she taught me about energies as healer and she taught me how to feel energies with hands. So I used to just play around with it and I would feel heat in my hands and I'd feel a vibration or like a ball of light. Remember the exercises we used to do together? I don't know if you remember the ball of light exercise. Yeah. So um, she was from India. She was a beautiful soul. And I think I was really fascinated about in her room. She had all these like it was just super calming and peaceful. So I knew that there was something bigger out there than just the physical world. And that was kind of my start to my first healing. Yeah, I, that's the, you touched on so many points there that I think are really interesting and, and relevant, especially to the, the discussion we had just before. But one of the things was, I guess, this world of duality that we live in. And on one side, and I've read a really good piece from you on this actually uh your paradox on uh, the beauty and the beast i know that you yeah. talk about that mm-hmm. but uh i think on one side you know we and i think people generally are becoming more and more aligned with themselves because there's so much confusion in the world at the moment especially if you just look at what's been happening since the start of 2020 only so crazy mm-hmm. but and it, i get the sense that there's that and then there's you know, people wanting to be more alert and more aware and living or just making that effort to live more mindfully and connect with their purpose, despite the stress of daily life and all the news we're fed and all these things. So you've got those, you know, things that you you can do and you will share, I think, later your tips for connecting with yourself and rituals and practices that that you've um, become aware of and have learned but you have that and then obviously you know the the ego is a great way to put it but you're kind of living constantly between that and your head telling you you know keep doing what you know how to do (laughs) which is exactly live in your old ways and I think that's a struggle for everyone kind of on a on a spiritual journey is doing that and feeling what you're projecting onto your life and the more you feed the positive the more positive you receive and then on the other hand you just kind of want to be sometimes a little bit stuck with yourself it's more comfortable being stuck but i want to i want to tell you something about 2020 and about the world but what's happening so like you said like people since the world there's so much craziness going on and you know 2020 is going to be an incredible year an incredible year for self-development. We are waking up now. And the reason why the universe, the, sorry, the world going through all this crazy times right now is because the universe is telling us, wake up. We've been sleeping and it's time to wake up our consciousness to see what matters. But unfortunately, but fortunately at the same time, in order for that to happen, we have to kind of see the darkness that we don't want in the world and in our lives and within ourselves. So, you know, sometimes we're so, yes, it's about waking up and people have become more into wanting to connect, into meditating. And it's incredible because I I don't think it's been like that ever. I mean, it was when we first started, like when the world first started, this was completely normal. What I wanted to say is that we have all at the same time, we, we shouldn't fear the darkness and we shouldn't fear feeling pain or feeling hurt or feeling sadness instead of suppressing it or going on instead of suppressing it bring it to light shine your light on it so you can turn it into healing light in your life 
That's really beautiful. And I think that is very in tune with the energy of this year. And a lot of people are waking up, which is amazing. But also at the same time, it can be, like we said, so easy to kind of, should I say fall for it? So easy to fall for it. To just think, oh, what is the point? So what is the point? So why should I be doing all these things when that's the outlook of the world, right? Because we're not, um, you know, unfortunately, most of us don't have the ability to foresee. And if you see what's in your immediate surroundings and all of that, you know, is kind of almost designed or not designed, but kind of bringing you down, there's all these triggers out there. How do you maintain that positive mindset and how do you how do you how do you persevere i guess how do you like maintain it's not about walking around life saying i am happy i am happy yes i am happy but my world's falling apart but i'm happy no how you maintain it is actually being real getting real being like hey okay i'm not happy what am i hiding behind what masks have i been hiding behind all these years yeah and that's how you maintain it when you're real with yourself when you're honest with yourself because nothing can touch honesty. And when you're honest, you connect to love. And you can be honest with yourself like in a way that's like, and it's hard, like, it, you know, it's scary to go inside and really look. Change is never easy. If you want change in your life, I always say like, what are you willing to let go of? You know, my one of my teachers taught me this, like if you want to step up in life, you have to step down of old behaviors and break old patterns. It's really, it's hard work internally, but it's so fulfilling. And that's what's going to help you maintain and keep you going forward. Because once you yeah. wake up that consciousness, it's, 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 it's awake. Even if, you know, there's, like I said, there was times where I didn't, like I became aware of my consciousness at a young age, not trying to be like bragging, you know, but I was just saying like at a young age, but I had many years where it, I felt it was closed, where I didn't even want to change. I didn't want to look at it. I just wanted to not even think about meditating or breathing or whatever any of that because I didn't believe in it and it was such a beautiful time because you know there's no right or wrong it's all about asking what's your truth if your truth is to go jump 100 jumping jacks and for you that's what's going to connect you to your heart great go ahead and do it but if your truth is to write to do math or whatever it is just follow your truth and stop living for others and that's what's going to help you maintain your spiritual path does that answer that's so valuable. No, that's that's super valuable and I think very uh, unique to hear because at the end of the day, and actually one really interesting thing that I want to share is um, we basically, a, a lot of the time, and I just talked about this a little bit before I started recording, but um, I spent some time in Bali in December and they have this amazing saying that for some reason really resonated with me and I think you'll like it as well. They say, obviously, Bali is one of the most spiritual places on earth, and they are very different from the rest of Indonesia. So they have this saying, you know, if you are driving on a road and you bump into Buddha, make sure you tell him to keep going. Just tell him to go away because no external power that comes to you and says, I am your God and you should therefore follow me is more powerful than you. It just really resonated. And I think it's very a very unique approach because uh, nowadays it's almost like we have solutions to all these problems and people come to you like, oh, I, I'll be your mentor and I'll do that. Here's what you should be doing. Like the blind leading the blind. There's a lot of that happening now. Kind of, yeah. 
But the reality is that we all have this inherent ability to align with our higher selves and to, you know, we implement that over time and shouldn't be discouraged by small setbacks of everyday life. And I think the challenges, that's again, something that I wanted you to talk about. It's a beautiful piece, again, that you wrote. It was about spiritual perfection. That's something that I personally experience on a daily basis, the challenges of living through spiritual perfection. I am not because we're fire signs. We need we need perfection. Sagittarius Aries, we want to be perfect. Leo, we want to be perfect. And we want to be the best at it. <laughs> we're like, yo, ego. I'm gonna make sure I don't have any ego by the by the time I'm twenty something. That's fire mentality. <laughs> I love that. That's just that's such a wake up call because I tune into why do I feel this way? And I, I don't consider myself a perfectionist but you know that i'm almost like unconsciously putting this pressure on myself to do the right thing we're very similar in that way it's draining it can be because it's uh and it's not then it's almost like not genuine sometimes i'm like okay well you know maybe my truth today and i really like the way that you spoke about you know do your own truth um, my truth today is, you know, just to do something that maybe isn't considered spiritually right for someone else. Oh, I know. It's because we get bored easily as fire signs. We're like, what's next? Okay, did this. What's next? And we're all on a different path and we're all, in, you know, everyone's on their journey. So it, it's very different. And the, the importance of small steps and commitment and consistency has been a big challenge and exercise for me <laughs> it's consciousness and connection so whatever you're doing if you're sitting down lunch if you're out for lunch and you just feel like connecting you have the power within you don't have to go light 20 candles and, then, and it's beautiful yeah of course the physical stuff the candles the crystals the palo santo the sage they're reminders they're tools and yes, they're, they speed thing, the process up um, a lot, but you can connection and consciousness and connection is connection with the heart. So you just, all you have to do is focus your energy, your, your thoughts to the center of your chest, to your heart chakra and connect. It's that simple. That's amazing. That's really, really, that really resonated because it's very true. They are tools and I think they're, they're beautiful. I would, I don't know if you remember, I used to, I used to, I was, you know, that, that phrase that you said about the Buddha in Bali, it's so beautiful, really, I really connect to it because I was like that. I was someone who gave all my, and I'm still working on it, but I gave my energy away to these big leaders, spiritual leaders and teachers. And I was doing all my work, my internal work, spiritual work for the sake of uh, pleasing them. And it's not their fault. No, it was, you know, yes, I was angry at them because i saw how they were manipulating their spiritual power but that's an that's, a, that's another story for another time but i but they it was the biggest lesson in life to, and it taught me that you know the more we live for others and the more we give our power away and you know it's a lot easier to do that because to be empowered to be really empowered to be in your power to be in your body it's scary we're scared shitless of our power so we like to stay stuck or we like to stay in the same place or we like to hide behind our mask or we like to hide behind meditation or whatever it is, but we hide behind things. We hide behind that we're okay, that we're good. You know, like w w when you ask someone, "How are you?" I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. We, we plaster. Are you? And I, I swear, next time someone asks you, "How are you?" Try me. Just try being honest. Be like, you know what? Well, I'm feeling a bit shit today. I'm feeling down, and it's okay. But with spiritual perfection, that's what I was trying to say in my art, in my article, is that I was always trying to be fine and think positive and but I was suppressing like I said in the beginning of the podcast all what was actually really going on for the sake mm -hmm. of the approval of others 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very powerful. So you talked about obviously we don't dwell on that uh, if you don't want to, but tough moments in in your life, or you can you can tell us whatever oh, you okay. want. I, I actually choked on my coffee. <laughs> that's why I'm talking. So so how 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 does one overcome that? How do you uh, you know? I think that's something. Obviously, I I haven't experienced that personally to maybe to that degree. But how do you how do you reconnect? How do you turn and shift that energy? back to you it's a loaded question i'm sorry that's a question that could be turned into a book it's it's still (laughs) and i'm still working on it but it's first of all it's realizing it's realizing where you gave your energy away and where you didn't put yourself first and where you would have rather where you were running away what were in what areas of your life were you running away and it's really hard and it hurts and right now i'm speaking and i feel a heartache because i thought i was working on so much and you'll see in my videos of writing speaking about self-love and all that stuff but it's yeah it's redirecting that love back to yourself and but you have to first take notice where you did it and a lot of it was writing letters to myself to people to emotions i like this new like this new thing that i've been doing is instead of writing you know how people say you should write a letter towards that person you should i started writing letters to my emotions and so let's say if it was an insecurity of mine i'd write a letter to that insecure and say and i don't want it i don't want it to be a part of me anymore and i don't want it to be ruling my life basically and it's very powerful when you do that because you're bringing up something from inside then that's how you do it to get that energy it's going inside and bringing it up and transforming it and reminding yourself how incredible you are how incredible and it's like just that. really about like accepting it accepting the flaws accepting your perfections as well it's you know i think i have a in one of my writing is there was one day i was writing i wrote down imperfect and if you take the words imperfect apart it actually is it's i'm perfect and it's our imperfections that lead us to perfect so to answer your question in a much more simple way is how you return that light back to yourself is through self-love and through acceptance and when you accept yourself, love is a cycle. When you accept yourself, then you accept others. When you love yourself more, then you love yourself. You can truly love others more as well. And the ones who deserve it. It's also about put. I learned. I need to, where do where you need to put boundaries in your life. Because where are you giving? Because you just want to please. That's not genuine. That's not real friendship. That's not a real relationship. The real relationship and friendship is just being who you are as you are, and who you are and as you are is a beautiful, incredible soul. At the end of the day, behind all these layers. Even if you meet the biggest asshole, there's heart in there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's uh, so many things in what you said. And I think that the first thing is that you'll, you'll know all about the hardship of saying no. <laughs> <laughs> I've received many books as gifts, so <laughs> how to. Yes. I. But, you know, it comes in different shapes and forms. And I think like a realization for me has been that say in the past maybe year or two I you know I sort of like took stock of it at the end of 2019 and was thinking how many times did I do things that went against myself yeah that you know it's just so staggering to think that we do that we almost do it unconsciously and why do we do it because like you said we're maybe trying to conceal something else and distraction is literally maybe the motto of our generation we 
just try to be distracted. And we, it's it's the minute we wake up. The minute we wake up, we go get our co- we get out of bed, get coffee, get ready, go to the all the yeah, stuff. exactly. So how do we distract ourselves? How do we get out of our body? And it's we we do that in so many little or you know people do it in in different degrees, different things, uh, whatever it is that you feel like experimenting with. But we yeah you you even working out. You do it with working out. You do it, and I've definitely done it with working out. You know, after you. exactly, I think we've both done it. You know, after a difficult breakup, and I, I will remember revenge body, baby, so quickly, yeah. <laughs> and you just stuck in this, and you're like, this is now an area of my life that I have complete control over, and it goes back to control. That oh, this is so satisfying because you've suffered this big loss almost but oh I've got this figured out but you're not really tuning in you're not really doing the healing that you're supposed to do we're control freaks like that and that's okay like just ask fire signs or no in general we're all control freaks as fire signs maybe a bit more that's very reassuring not as much as a Scorpio um Scorpios the Scorpios love it yeah we're control freaks and I'm not I'm not I don't want to I'm not here today speaking as if like I have everything figured out I want I want to let you know that but I'm learning we're all learning and that's why it's so important acceptance is so important forgiveness makes there's times I've caught myself so many times judging people and speaking badly about people or speaking badly about myself it's because I'm probably speaking badly about myself reflect that so there's a thing my teacher taught me who I love so much he he said anything that you think bad about your partner or about your friends or about whoever you encounter just put your name in front of that because it's most likely you have those traits that or you've believe that you have those traits about yourself and sorry I wanted to bring back about 2020 is that yeah like I said before it's going to be an incredible year for self-development for growth and for things to open up and manifestation and all that but at the same time it the world is moving a lot faster and things are crazy things are happening in the world and we don't know we're all unsure and this is why more than ever before we have to be there with each other and it doesn't mean we have to fight for what we want or fight for our beliefs or fight for love or fight for peace, but work with love. And working with love may mean, yes, arguing sometimes with your neighbor, but working completely agreeing or not having the same opinion with someone. Because love, there's so much layers to love. But instead of fighting for it, work, fighting for peace or fighting for a better world, working with love. Working with, and we're all beings that made out of love. So working with each other. And that's something I really want to stress about this year and the following years. No, that's... That's really powerful. I'm, I, I was just sort of marinating in what you said. It's very true. And uh, we are and always will be. It's sometimes, I guess, a harder journey to realizing that. But we cannot change most of the time. We cannot change our environment, our immediate environment. You know, we can do things to impact that environment, but we can't change political situations you know we can't change stuff on 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 levels like that but we as a community or as a in our immediate environment can start by from a good place within ourselves and then i think that is like a domino effect almost to this collective collectively just yeah for sure. doing better being better and from a place of love always and it brings me back to what you said about judgment. Uh, I, <laughs> You really like that bit, but one of the key things that you taught me once was this idea that, you know, everyone we meet in our lives serves a purpose. 
to either grow us or into our higher selves or teach us a lesson of you know something that we need to change within ourselves and it is so painfully true (laughs) right (laughs) sucks and I think that I've done so much thinking about that and just becoming more mindful of that for instance people that because you meet people all the time right people that you encounter on a daily basis there's always a bit of a message there and you have a different piece that talks about you know how we're all teachers to each other in a way and i beautiful messenger exactly we're all messengers we're all teachers in, in some shape or form but every time that and it's just so easy to judge i know we've talked about this as well it's so easy to judge to make assumptions because we're predisposed to do so so every time we judge on appearance we judge on uh first encounter you know even first words that people say to us and we can be so harsh but really as soon as you turn that mirror you realize (laughs) actually this thing that someone does that really really pushes my buttons i do the same thing in different areas of my life or maybe it manifests a little bit differently no for sure and that's why that's the only reason why people can push your buttons is because there's an opening there either you've allowed them to and secondly it's it all goes back to self-worth and self-value because the more you fill yourself with love and the more you take care of that inner child of yours the stronger you are within your being and those things don't affect you but yeah it's a mirror mirror reflection we all judge and sometimes you know what i've realized is because i used to judge people and i would be so harsh on myself for judging and now if I've judged someone, I actually say, okay, what is it inside me that I have, that I see in that person that I have within me? So I can change. It's super simple. It's hard, but it's simple because you have to accept that the person is your nemesis is, is basically your twin. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, it's true. And you think this person and I have nothing in common and they're just light years away from who I perceive myself to be. But who we perceive ourselves to be is not always, you know, it's, it, it's just an assumption. Again, it's just an assumption. And I'm not saying you have to get along with everyone. There's some people that match your vibe. There's some people that don't. There's some people you click and it's about also your astrology signs and your connection, maybe past life and all that. We're not going to get into that, but just let them be accepted. This is what I'm working on this year is to be more flexible, to mm-hmm. not have expectations as on people as much because then you're just, you end up disappointing. Yourself. Very true. Expectations is uh, a bit killjoy yeah. <laughs> very often. 